For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with HomeThreads. HomeThreads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on home threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special. And Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks. Looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Join me today for a conversation with Kath Younger of the popular blog, Kath Eats. Today we chat about digital clutter, specifically when it comes to your inbox or digital events. She discusses why the search function is our best friend, the Starbucks method, how not to use our inbox as a digital filing cabinet, and more. This is a friendly nudge to give attention to these spaces in the upcoming year. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way that you can help this podcast succeed and grow. Thank you so much for getting me to that goal for the end of the year. I know we only have a couple of weeks left, but I have been so blown away by the support with this show, and I thank you guys for leaving ratings and reviews. I did hear at one point that if you left a review in the past, you can go back and redo it, but I don't know if that's true. So hey, maybe try it and let me know. All right, and now for my minimalist moment slash tip for the week. So today, as I said, we're going to be talking about digital clutter specifically when it comes to your email inbox and this is something that I and you'll hear me say this in the episode but I really do try to keep simple I minimize it I may not do things the way that everyone else does but I just have a system and it works for me one of the biggest things though if you're finding that you have so many emails in your promotional inbox and you don't know how to go through all of them and unsubscribe honestly I just go through a couple each day and then it will add up over time 
If you have the time to go through your entire promotional inbox, by all means, go for it and get it edited. But for those of you that can't seem to find the time, I think it would be better to do just a couple a day than to overwhelm yourself and then never get it done in the first place. And then lastly, I will say that I have a big effort to not checking my email as much as I used to. At this point with homeschooling and then my photography business being busier in the fall, it's just very difficult to spend more than a certain amount of time dictated towards this each week. Some people only check once or twice a week and they will put that in their email signature or you can send an automated response that lets people know that fact. I hope the rest of this episode is helpful to you. So let's get to it. Here's my interview with Kath Younger. Kath, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about digital clutter. Me too. I have so many questions for you today. And I know this is something that people have asked me about regularly. So I can't wait to hear some of your tips and your wisdom in this area. But before we get there, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. So I am Kath Younger and I live in Charlottesville, Virginia. I have two boys ages almost three and nine. And I started blogging in 2007. So I think that's 14 years ago Um, and have had a food and lifestyle blog um, throughout, you know, all of those years. And one of my most requested topics um, is actually my home neat home series, which is kind of all about home organizing in a real through like a real life lens. Absolutely. I said, what do you want to hear about in the next few months or in the upcoming year? And someone said, someone to help declutter computers, email photos, which I have some episodes on photos, but I do want to know about those events, paperless statements, PDFs. For me, I do have my photography business. So I'm saving not only my own photos, I save my clients photos. So I've had to get like really structured with this area, but also you said that it can be really overwhelming because you can't see it, but I feel like it's always kind of looming. Like, Oh, this is something I need to declutter and I need to get to, but we just push it off. Cause it's not like a physical reminder of like, Hey, I need to get on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the, the plus side to things digital is the amazing power of search. So I was actually digging through some of my old real photo albums for my 20th high school reunion. I was looking for some photos. And like, if you want to find a photo there, you literally have to use your hands and go through like however many you have till you find the one you're looking for. And the good thing about the digital is that it's all searchable. So that applies to email, that applies to statements, your photos, and the technology is getting even smarter too. Your iPhone can group photos just by the facial features of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel like that that is a plus side to it. And I tell people that, especially when they're storing files like in the cloud or on a hard drive. I, I love Dropbox. Of course, you can pick any cloud-based software that you like, but I love Dropbox. And I just encourage people to think rather than going through renaming every single thing to just try to use that power of search. And then the same goes for like your paperless statements. So I do get paperless statements for various, you know, things like my water and gas bill, for example. And 
I don't think that there is a need. I'm always trying to teach people to simplify what you actually do manually. I don't really think there's a need to download that and save it in the cloud because if you ever needed to reference your water and gas statement, you would just go to your email and you would search whatever the provider is that sends it to you. And you probably, if you search, if you put the right keyword in, you'd probably pull up like all 50 of your last water bills right there. And you could go right to the month it was based on the date in your email. So I really encourage people to archive their emails because that means that they will be searchable forever. I've had the same email address since 2005. And I occasionally will look for an email that I received like, you know, a decade ago, something just kind of random. Um, A good example of this is I bought a Pottery Barn couch and someone asked me recently, hey, what's the fabric name of your couch? Mm -hmm. Now, the average person might be like, well, I have no idea. And the receipt is probably long gone. But what I did is I searched my email for Pottery Barn order confirmation I, you know, don't shop there every day. So I had like, I don't know, 15 or 20 come up. I knew the year that I bought the couch. So I looked for that year, clicked it on, clicked on that email. And I found the name of that couch fabric within two minutes of someone asking me, asking me the question. I do tell people do not use your inbox as a filing cabinet. I do think you can use your email as in your email archives as a filing cabinet for things that you might need in the future. Absolutely. I will an email specifically. So probably after I'm done speaking with you and after this episode goes out, I'll type in your name in the Google search there. And then I see all of our correspondence to one another. And I'll usually delete everything except for that last one that has, it's kind of like the, the culmination. Is that the, yeah, like the history? Yeah. Or- our final email is going to be everything we've ever said. And sometimes, sometimes I'll delete those too, but I will keep receipts for things here and there for the same reason that you saved your couch receipt. But I am someone that wants to try and get my inbox as close to zero as possible. So saving maybe one correspondence from people that I'm talking to, or even with teachers, I'll just try and minimize that as much as possible. But I love the search feature for that reason, because I can get it as close to zero as possible by just even typing in someone's name. Right. I think too, like, I mean, I, I get why you, why you would want to do that because of your, your, you don't want your all mail folder to have 30,000 emails in oh, it or yeah. something. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know if you need to do that unless you're getting emails that have like large PDFs or digital photos or videos, you know, like your aunt takes a five minute video of your kids at the beach and emails it to you. And you can actually search Gmail if you're running out of storage space. You can do um, kind of a custom search with filters to only find emails that are larger than a certain number of megabytes. And then you can just kind of like clean out all the big files, all those little conversations. I don't delete any of those because it's mind blowing to me how often I need to reference something that I would have thought Mm -hmm. I should delete. So I think that for me, I use the keyboard shortcuts on Gmail all the time and E is archive. And I just, I work so quickly in my inbox. I'm just like archive, archive, archive all day long. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many are in my archive, but I do 100% agree with you that your inbox, my goal is at the end of every day, my inbox is at zero. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, you'll get emails that a lot of people will leave, I don't know, 10 to 20 emails in their inbox that maybe they 
will need to reference or use or, you know, take action on in the next two weeks or something. But I tell people that your email should be like your inbox should be an inbox. How can you take this information and store it somewhere else so that you're getting it out of your inbox? A good example of this was over the summer, my son went to a bunch of different summer camps. Of course, each one has a different packing list before camp starts. And so they would send it to me like two weeks in advance, but I'm obviously not going to pack his camp bag two weeks early, but I don't want that to sit in my email for two weeks. So what I did was put it into my calendar and like I have each week of his camp in my calendar. So I just copied and pasted the packing list in the calendar And then I set a notification to go off a day before that event. So the day before he started camp to just alert me of that packing list. I probably at the same time put like the address to the camp in my calendar. So like when we're about to leave the house, I just click on my calendar and then hit Google Maps from there. And so then I could just archive that email and not have to look at it. Another example is like people will get tickets. You know, a lot of tickets are paperless these days and you get a PDF email to you. And, you know, concert is who knows how many weeks out. So a lot of people would just let that sit in their inbox until the event is over. And so I tell people either download that ticket and upload it to your calendar. So again, on the date where you're actually going to go, or I use my notes app on my uh, computer, which syncs with my phone as kind of like a short holding place for information that I need to access on the go. Mm-hmm. And, and so I will screenshot a ticket, like, especially if it has like a QR code or a barcode that needs scanning at the gate and I'll put it in that notes app. And then when I get to the show or whatever, I just pull that up. And that's even easier than pulling it up in your email, especially if you're someone who has like a hundred emails in your inbox and you have to go find that particular one. Like that for the iPhone as well. There's a little, I think it's, it's called the wallet on your iPhone that my conservatory passes are in there. All my event tickets are in there just so I can just swipe up with that. But I like the notes app as well. Yeah. If they have that ads wallet, that is, that is brilliant. And I I love when technology is getting better and better at making this easier for us. One thing that does, I always tell people to turn off their, all of their tabs in Gmail, the like promotions tab and the social Mm -hmm. tab, because I'm always trying to consolidate things and simplify And I think that when you have four tabs open, you now have four inboxes that you have to check Mm -hmm. and that just takes longer and you can't really skim things quickly. So I feel like Gmail had the best of intentions when it created this feature, but I don't really think it saves much time. In fact, I think it adds time. So that's one of my recommendations is to turn those off. Yeah, absolutely. We've all seen the images of family and friends relaxed and smiling as they're gathered around a table to enjoy a home-cooked meal. But what we don't see is an exhausted mom deciding on a recipe, combining all the ingredients to a shopping list, rushing to the store to shop only to frequently forget the key ingredient, and all of this before the first pot hits the stove. This actually personally happened to me. I was at the grocery store. I needed a recipe for my half-baked harvest recipe book. Didn't have it written down. Had to end up calling my cousin. She listed out everything over the phone. It just took me too much time when I could have just used the quick recipe companion app. This is a mobile app that lets me quickly sort through my favorite cookbooks to find the recipes I want, and then I can instantly combine that ingredient list from all the recipes into one simple shopping list. I can plan meals and make shopping lists with just a tap. 
Start spending more time enjoying home-cooked meals with family and friends and less time preparing for them. Download the Quick Recipe Companion app today for free on the App Store or Google Play. It's one app, one shopping list, all you need to get a home-cooked meal on the table fast. Now that's a recipe worth sharing. If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as lime margarita and grapefruit paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. So I did have someone on talking about photos, so I don't want to dive too deep into that today. I'll probably just link that episode. It was with Kate Miley back on episode 121, but Mm -hmm. I want to know more about other areas of digital clutter that we seem to get stuck with. So like you said, PDFs, what else do you feel like we can get stuck trying to organize? I kind of specialize in email, calendar events, files, photos, and money. Like those are kind of the big categories. So if we kind of remove photos from that list, so you get a piece of paper in the mail, you get a piece of paper from your child's backpack, um, you get an email, you get invited to a wedding or an event. So these are all the notifications for lack of a better word that are alerting you like here is something that needs your attention. And so how do you streamline and simplify the process of taking all of this paper information and then transposing it into cloud-based system so that you don't have to, you know, have stacks of paper around your kitchen or have a hundred or maybe 10,000 emails sitting in your inbox waiting for you. Um, And so what I tell people to do, it's a three-step process of simplification, which, you know, that's kind of obvious. You want to unsubscribe to all unnecessary emails, any bills that come in the mail that you can you know, either automate that payment or make paperless that will reduce the amount of time you're spending on that. The kids' school stuff that that's not so much in your control, but having a system for that, like a, an inbox in your house where you put 
all paper that needs your attention to keep track of that as well as you can, calendar invitations and whatnot. And then the second step is to sort. It's a lot like if you're going to clean out your closet. First, you want to reduce the amount of clothes that are in there. Get rid of anything that you don't need or isn't important. Then step two, you're going to sort all the clothes, kind of put like with like, pajamas with pajamas and sweaters with sweaters. So when we're sorting, that is prioritizing like what what actually needs your attention and what are things that you don't need to manually do or what can you delegate using, for example, a Gmail filter. So if every time you get um, like, let's go back to the paperless bill from your water and gas company. You don't really, I mean, maybe you need to see the dollar amount on that for budget purposes or something, but you don't really need to like, usually that's not something you take action on. It's more for your reference. So you can create a, a Gmail filter that will have that actually mark as red and then skip your inbox. So it's going into that search history we talked about, but it's not actually taking up space in your brain on a daily or monthly basis when you're seeing that email come through. The last step is save. Save is, uh, um, I talk a lot about Dropbox, but making sure that the files and information that you're choosing to save is organized in somewhat of a nice way. One sticking point that I feel like a lot of people, um, you know, get hung up on is they want to label every single file in the cloud and they want to label it like in this perfectly, everything's the same format and I mean, honestly, if you went to label every file in my Dropbox, it would take like a week straight just to do that process. So I tell people be, it's progress, not perfection. And it's just about having things that are easy to find. So you know where to find them. And what is kind of the bare minimum simplicity that your life can be categorized in? So rather than having you know, a hundred subfolders and there's this hierarchy of folders and it, it's like 10 nests deep. I try to tell people like, could you simplify your life into a couple big buckets? So maybe you have work, maybe you have home, maybe you have photos, you know, a couple big overarching categories of folders. And then within those like three to five categories, and it's kind of counterintuitive because you think, oh, I'm going to be organized. I'm going to like have a different folder for like every single category of my life. But I find that that just means that you're playing whack-a-mole and you can't actually find things because you're looking in one folder and you're like, wait, did I put that in bills or did I put that in household or did I put that in? There's just so many different places to check. So rather than having a bunch of small categories, I think bigger categories and then using your eyes just to skim. And I, I mean, I do think it's great to label things kind of what's inside, but I think that you can bulk rename and that will enable you to be able to skim and find things easier than if each file has its own like water bill from October, 2021. So it is about what are you actually going to do? Because if the organization system is too time consuming, then you're not going to do it start easy and just like start getting things in the cloud and then worry about like the actual, if it gets too tedious, then you're not going to do it. So just get it in there and get it into big groups. And you can always create smaller groups at a later date. I, I tell people too, to carve out about an hour a week, and this could be 10 minutes a day, or this could be an hour once a week. And I call it the digital clutter power hour. And 
This is the time that you set aside to kind of organize your week ahead. Or, you know, like we're talking about the the paper, kind of your paper inbox that might be a slot in your kitchen, or maybe it's a it's a little slot on your desk in your office, but it's a little bit of time that you stay on top of. So maybe you're using um, the Dropbox app to digitally scan a piece of paper as a PDF and then saving it in Dropbox. Maybe you're paying a bill, maybe you're filling out field trip form or something for school. So it's just like a little bit of time that helps you stay on top of that sort step. And then also you're you're kind of making a weekly plan in a planner. This can be a digital planner or a paper planner. And so you're, you're consolidating all of the things that you have to do that week, whether you're thinking you know, work tasks, home tasks, meal plan, workout, kids schedules, partner schedules, and you're putting all of that in one, one place. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of your weekly plan for the week. Um, and so that goes into your power hour too. Just like a little bit of organization once a week will really help you from like missing appointments and just feeling overwhelmed in the day-to-day of life. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, there's just so much to be said. I do some things the same way as you do. And then there's other things that I'll go in and do slightly different, but I wouldn't say that I, I'm definitely not a perfectionist, but with some of the things, like I said, for my lifestyle, I have a lot of photography clients and I try to keep their photos for about a year or two afterwards. So it's like, I really have to be organized with this file and this file and this file. And they all go in here and I can find Mm -hmm. it very quickly. And there's lots of little files involved, but I wouldn't say that I do that with other things that aren't involved in that area. So I think the everyday listener that is just sorting these basic things is probably, like you said, first and foremost, get it saved, get it saved in that cloud. And then secondly, don't worry about all the little details. Just start with bigger. What did you, what I don't even remember what the word was that you used, but don't be so specific. Um, just allow it to be in there and then take your time. And I think that you could get to the point where you're a little bit more specific, but don't overwhelm yourself. Just make it simple at first. And even as you have these bigger categories, it becomes easier to get more specific within those over time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do think you're right. Like when it comes to our careers and our work, we do tend to be more organized, like in our files. Yeah. Like if you, if you have a monthly report for work, it's probably your file name is like, you know, December, 2021 report. But then when it comes to our home lives, like most people are kind of a hot mess and they, yeah. yes, and, um, they don't know what to save and what not to save and where to save it and all that stuff. So yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. It's like, whatever is your kind of your bread and butter career, you're mm-hmm. usually the most organized with. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I did want to answer this one question before we finish up here. And it was what you and I had been chatting back and forth with. You could answer the question, how do you balance between minimizing time on your computer and creating an organized cloud-based archive as your end result? So I guess I want to talk more about the balance. You just said you you give about an hour a week to this. Do you have any other suggestions in finding balance of not allowing this to fully overwhelm us, but also making headway? The two things that I really focus on are prioritizing and automating. So using, I guess, email as an example, I have kind of a specific way that I suggest that my clients set up their inbox and it's using a starred box at the bottom and it helps especially on mobile. So if you're like out at running errands all day and you're like emails are coming in and you're like, What's something that I can respond to with two words right here from my phone? And then what's something that needs to be addressed from my computer when I'm going to have dedicated screen time at home? 
And so this star system kind of helps you. It's, it's easier that it's just one star. So it's easier than it sounds, but you know, you're like, this is a priority email. This is not, this is a priority email. This is not the way that the, the Gmail. And I, I do talk a lot about Gmail within my, my teachings. Like you don't have to have a specific email or a specific, mm-hmm. you know, like it's really choose your own technology, but you know, I obviously have ones that I think are great. So within the email app, um, you can just swipe to the right to archive something. You can actually customize whatever the action, the swipe is. And so what I'm doing when I am away from home is I'm prioritizing the emails that I know are important. And then I'm just like archiving everything else so that when I do sit down on my computer, I know that the emails that are in that Starbucks waiting for me are the ones that need my attention. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything else is just fluff. It's like a newsletter that I might read later, which you know, I can skim in a minute and, and archive, or we get so many emails that we don't even really need to read unless we have, we want to have the time for them. So if it's a busy week, just let all that stuff go. And then you have your priority emails, like sitting down and waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So by having a good away from computer system, it means that when you do sit down, you're very focused. Everything is prioritized right there for you. And then also just using the tools in Gmail, canned responses or templates, I think they're called now for like frequently written emails. If you're someone who has a virtual assistant or someone else who helps you with things in your inbox, like you can create an auto forward. Like if you, if you're a seller on Etsy and you get order confirmations and someone else helps you with the shipping, like you can create it so that all of those get delegated to that person and they don't take up any time in your day. If, you know, the old system was you manually forwarding each one to your assistant, you can automate that process. I mean, it's all very personal based on your life and your workflow and whether, you know, you're managing a household or managing an office, like it's obviously going to depend on your situation, but asking yourself, what are areas of my email that I am finding myself manually doing over and over and over? And is there a way that I can automate that so that I'm saving time? I think pretty much everybody in America has a goal to have less screen time. Like we all want to be outside more and off our phones and off our computers. So the more you can automate and prioritize all of your screen time, then the fewer hours you'll actually spend in front of a computer and we can all get outside more. Absolutely. I'm all for that for sure. Well, Cap, so much information here. I feel like this was very helpful. Again, we're just wanting to simplify this as much as possible and not make it so overwhelming because then we won't make any progress. So I like how you said it is more of a progress, not perfection, and that, which is how we should live most of our life. So why not do that with digital clutter as well? But where can listeners find you if they want to follow along with you said, like you have a series on your blog that, what, what, what did you call the series? It's a uh, home neat home. My blog is calfeats.com. So you can head there for all kinds of content from um, digital clutter topics to home organizing and then lots of food, family, and life. And then if you're interested in learning more about some of the system in my course, uh, you can go to digital-clutter.com slash workshop. And then I am at Cass Eats all over the internet on all the platforms. So you can find me there and I'd love to hear um, some of your digital clutter struggles or solutions if you have a creative system that you use. Um, I love hearing from other people. 
Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is something that you're simplifying right now? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? So I am smack in the middle of birthday season Mm -hmm. in my family. My um, two nieces, myself, my youngest son, my dad, and my husband are all like within six weeks. And so I am really trying to focus on giving gifts that are consumable or experiences. I mean, that's what I like to receive. And it's just, you know, everyone is so full of clutter and, you know, you just don't know the perfect gift, but like consumable and experiences everyone loves. So I I have told my family, I only want spa gift cards forever. And that helps just with minimalism too, because it's easy for them. And then it's not another object in my house. Definitely. My go-to kid's birthday gift is usually a gift card to, we have Jenny's in Columbus and I usually get a a gift card for Jenny's because I'm like, most kids like ice cream. So. Oh my gosh. Jenny's ice cream is the best. It's really, really tasty. You're right. Um, all right. Well, my last question for you is what is something that you cannot stop talking about? All right. So I'm a little late to the game. Um, this podcast came out in, I think 2016, but my friend just told me about it and I have literally been putting it on every minute of every day of the past week. And it's called up and vanished. Okay. And it's the story of a girl who just, or not a girl, she's a woman, she's a teacher and she disappears overnight. And, um, I don't think it's a a spoiler alert to say that the podcaster actually cracks the case. And so I don't know what happens, but I know it's going to have like a satisfying ending for that reason. So it's really, really good. If you, if you haven't listened to it, although maybe every single person listening to this podcast is like, Kathy, listen up and vanish like five years ago. You're so late to the party. (laughs) That's so funny. I'll have to ask my cousin. I'm not into true crime, but my cousin loves it. So I'll have to ask her about it, but that's crazy. The podcaster cracked the case. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. I'll be sure to include that in the show notes. And again, I'll be sure to include you and where you can be found all around the web on the show notes. So I thank you again for joining me. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.